Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hello, Brooke. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm a bit tired today. <laughs> that was a long sigh. I know. I, it's I, Monday morning as we record. It's Monday morning. Mm. I, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little tired. I feel like I'm burning the candle at all the ends. Yep. Um, you have a multi-ended candle. I do. <laughs> well, burning the candle at both ends. Even that expression is ridiculous because a candle doesn't have two ends, right? I mean, yeah, like it a could wick, if you took the wick on it, but I, yeah, you had a lot of ends on your candle right now. I do. So I have like, a lot of ends on my candle. Yeah. I'm just, uh, took a great nap on Saturday. Mm. I'm a fan of the nap. Yes. You're a good napper. Uh, well. I have an update on napping on my end. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, so I took a really good nap on Saturday, but it turned into like a three plus hour <laughs> nap. And that's the problem with napping, like. Like you and I have kind of talked about, hey, our husbands can um, just kind of fall asleep standing up mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, yes. any situation. They're like, Expert I'm tired, nappers. boom, snap, yep. sleep. Yeah. Um, when I am tired and I need a little rest, it's it, I've got to have several hours set aside to just like fully sleep. Yes. Yeah. So I did that on Saturday and it was great. And that's not always a possibility. Um but it happened, and I'm. But it happened. But it happened. You said and like I you lived. went to Las Vegas or something. It happened. It happened, and I lived <laughs> to tell the tale. But yeah, I'm still dragging a little bit today. You're not really so much of a napper, right? Well, no, but I'm learning from you. And this weekend, <laughs> because there's only certain places where I can take naps. Like, you get into bed and take a nap. Oh, fully. I had the sound machine going. The white noise. Right. I had the. The shades pulled so it was dark. Right. I think mm-hmm. for you, it's more of a, it's a plan, like I'm going to take a nap. Yes. Whereas for me, it almost feels like too much pressure, like now you must nap. And I can't, then I can't fall asleep. So I am more of a spontaneous napper. You mm-hmm. put me in a moving car with a little sunshine on my face. Mm. I'm going to be asleep in 30 seconds flat. Fernando gets mad at me because he's like, woo, road trip, conversation. No. I mean, I was going to say, I hope you're not the one driving. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. The act of driving keeps me awake. Okay, good. Good, but, good, good. So the other place that I can nap is a hammock. Love a good hammock. So this weekend, you know, I'm kind of a high-strung person. Um, resting does not come easily to me. I yeah. tend to want to push through and be productive, productive, productive. Mm-hmm. But 
maybe it was Saturday, I just felt like I was walking through mud. Yeah. And everything I tried to do that would take five minutes took me like 45. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm going to yeah. take a book out of page, no, take a page out of Brooke's book and take a nap. Mm-hmm. So I got in the hammock mm-hmm. and I was out. I love it. It was so nice. And the hammock nap is so nice because got the sunshine and the birds and the breeze and Junie the dog got underneath the hammock and kept me comfortable. So it was very lovely. It's funny. We, so this, you know, this episode is about rest and we, we jumped right into like the napping conversation, but rest isn't necessarily sleeping. Right. Also. So I think, you know, you said, um, when you're what did you say? Something about productivity. You're not feeling productive or something. Yeah, like I always have to be productive. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I I think the thing about rest for me is that oftentimes it does need to be sleep, but sometimes it also just needs to be letting myself not be physically doing something. Yes. Um, And it's taken a while for me to really embrace the fact that my value is not tied to my productivity. Um, and I think that that's something that I've really had to work on because I think for me since college, I have just always felt this like need to hustle and constantly be going because, you know, rest meant that I was missing out on an opportunity or I wasn't going to be caught up to what my peers were doing. I was being lazy. Um, and, and I've really had to learn that. Rest is not laziness. I have this postcard that my mom sent me actually when I was in college that says something like, specifically says, rest is not laziness. Um, <laughs> she give knows yourself you well. a break. Yeah, she knew me well, <laughs> knows me well. Um, but it was like, rest is not laziness. Take a break, get some sleep, you know. And, yeah. and those are things that I'm still reminding myself of 20-something years later. I found this great quote on Instagram. Um, recently that I bookmarked and wanted to share. It's from Dr. Mona Masood. Um, mm-hmm. She's at shrink.wrapping on Instagram. That's a cute handle. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Um, so she says, we often think productivity means to work. It doesn't. Productivity means to make intentional choices towards a goal. The choice could be to pause. The goal could be to replenish. Productivity could mean to rest. So that idea that like rest is actually productive yeah. is something that I've just been trying to embrace more of because like you said, if if something that should take five minutes is taking 45 minutes, then maybe that's a sign that you're not using your time well and like to actually be more productive, get the rest first and then you will be, you will have the energy and the battery power to do things later. So I've gotten a bit better at that. And that's where I was on Saturday. I was like, I am just wandering around this house, not knowing what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. I actually said that to Fernando. I went into the kitchen and was like, I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. because it was my body telling me, don't do anything. Like sit the freak down and get some rest. And it's funny because you mentioned batteries. I actually really appreciate the cliched 
like recharge your battery. You know, you don't, we don't expect our iPhones to go days upon days upon days. And it, like, if it shuts down, we're like, what's wrong with this thing? Like we understand mm-hmm. you have to plug it in. You have to recharge it. Sometimes you even have to turn it off completely and then reset it and turn it back on again. And so we understand that about our devices. I don't understand why we think, why I think my body just has to like go, 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 go. Yeah. It's funny. Even the the little self section in our balance bound planner, the icon that we use to identify that section is a battery because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do some things to recharge yourself. So whether that's rest or connecting with a friend, you know, yeah, like you said, we need to recharge. And that's such yeah. an integral part of like every day. If I go a number of days without doing a few things for myself to rest and recharge, it really piles up and then I'm I'm paying for it later. Yeah, and I think what you said too about it doesn't have to be this long nap. It could just be something smaller. Like for example, for me, I need quiet. Mm-hmm. We've talked before about being an introvert, and sometimes I just need a period of time where no one is talking to me. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's been become such a huge part of my rest is like sometimes I just need that silence in my head. And and when I say quiet, sometimes it means that I actually have earbuds in my ear right. and I'm listening to cuz you like when like when you and I used to go co-working, you liked the hustle and the bustle of the coffee shop and I needed literal quiet. Right. Yeah. No, I just like the I don't mind background noise. I don't mind an audiobook or podcast in my ear, but I need nobody to be needing something from me. Correct. <laughs> to me, that's what I mean by quiet because I'm definitely an introvert. And, and you know how I like my shows and my, my program, my stories, stories, my programs at night. And um, yeah, to me, that's that quiet that like really recharges me. I'm still taking things in, but nobody's asking anything of me. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, you don't necessarily need a lot of time. So so you can fall asleep in the car, but you can't really do a cat nap, right? Are you a I you're not a cat not napper? Not really. I don't know what it is. I mean, we've talked before about the time period after having kids. Mm-hmm. And that was always really hard for me because the advice that everybody always gave was sleep when the baby mm-hmm. sleeps. But because, as we've talked about before, I think I probably had a healthy dose of undiagnosed postpartum anxiety. When she was sleeping, it wasn't like, oh, I can fall into this blissful slumber. I I felt like I was so hopped up on adrenaline that I was just too amped to sleep when she would sleep. And so it felt like I was doing something wrong. Like it was, I don't know. So resting, it's never been easy yeah. for me. So I recently saw this TikTok that intrigued me. It was um, a former Marine who said that if you only have 20 minutes to rest, to like put your legs up at a 90 degree angle. So it's almost like if you're laying on the floor and you put your your knees and you know what yeah, I mean. Brooke yeah. is trying to use her hands I'm trying to, to show you what right I mean. angles. You know what I mean. Explain. But it is but, sounds complicated. It's not complicated. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but if you put if you lay down on the floor and okay. like put your legs up on the couch, okay, so I your legs you. are at a 90 degree angle, that if you only have 20 minutes to rest, that that's the best way to do it. Right. So I haven't tried this yet, but we're gonna I, I think we should test it out. On the break? I think we should. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know because I also, like I said, it's like 
I take a three hour nap or nothing. So I would like to learn how to take like a 20 minute rest here or there. And I don't think, I mean, I don't expect that I would be able to fully fall asleep in 20 minutes, but maybe it's just like, if your body needs that little bit of recharge, apparently that's a good way to do it. So we're going to test it out. Yeah, that's the part that I don't understand about the science of the 20 minute nap, because I'm the type of person that for a nap, it would take me a really hard time, long time to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So if I set a timer for 20 minutes, by the time it went off, I still wouldn't be asleep. But then if you're dozing off to sleep, you can't set an alarm because you're dozing off to sleep. So Because I would be like you, if I'm going to fall asleep and I'm exhausted, I'm going to wake up three hours later. Mm -hmm. So that's the part I don't understand. Well, and if I know I only have a 20-minute timer set, I'm like in my head thinking, okay, there's only 18 minutes left. (laughs) I feel like there's an invention here because you know how sleep sensors, they know when you're sleeping? Yeah, like my watch. This is Mm -hmm. is how I'm going to make my millions, bro. Okay. So it's the watch senses that you are falling asleep and then it sets a 20 minute timer. But what if you don't want to be disturbed after 20 minutes? Does your but watch the, also sense that but hey, but it doesn't nap. The, but doesn't the nap science say that 20 minutes is optimal? I don't know. Is I that what the nap science says? I, I haven't I, <laughs> I haven't read up on the nap I science. I feel like, yes, that, okay, we need to do a little bit of research on this, but I feel like, yes, what they say is, or for example, if you don't have three hours to take a nap, but you're trying to sleep some sort of optimal period of time, I feel yeah. like I've heard that a 20-minute nap is an optimal period of time, but I don't know how to achieve that. So that's why I need my new fancy invention. Okay. All right. We're going to work on that. I've also yeah. heard that actually like, Drinking caffeine right before you're about to take a nap is actually good because I think the caffeine takes, again, oh. don't know the science, the caffeine takes a little bit of time to kick in. Oh. But if you just want like a cat nap, you drink the coffee, you lay down, and then when the caffeine kicks in, you wake wake up or you, not necessarily wake up, but you get oh. up feeling refreshed. But that's a lot of pre-planning. Again. I like that though. I like that. Because I could feel because I like to drink tea. Yeah. But I like to drink stronger tea, like an English breakfast or an Irish breakfast. So I could have that almost be part of the nap ritual. Have okay. a little tea, lay down, and then wake up a little bit more energized. Mm-hmm. Fernando can drink an enormous cup of coffee and then go to sleep for the night. Oh, I mean I- there is definitely something biological what is about the male species, right? That they can just sleep at the drop of a hat <sighs> and like the conditions do not matter. The caffeine does not matter. It's amazing. Like Nick can lie down on the couch and set an alarm for 15 minutes and he will fully be asleep. Yeah. Like snoring. With the, all kinds of action happening around Oh my gosh. Him. Kids running around, sitting up, feet up on the little ottoman. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. I either. really wish. I mean, are there women? Not to not to like judge, but I have never met a woman who could who can fall asleep like my husband or my other cousin Terry men. could. Really? Yeah. Everybody growing up, we were like she. We would eat, and then she would be like, "Time to nap," and everybody <laughs> would be like, "Make way for cousin Terry. She's gonna lay down and take her nap." I mean, I she get was that. A I've had some carbs. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a friend who. Um, like she usually needs to fully lie down. Like she needs the full couch. I don't know if that's to nap or if that's just like, I ate a lot and I need to right. lie down now and have my space. But yeah, I would really, I wish that was an acquired skill being able to fall asleep like that, but I don't think it is. No. I feel like it's biological. Yeah. So, yeah. 
But my kids know that when mommy's napping, do not open that bedroom door. Do not interrupt unless a limb is is broken or falling dangling. <laughs> dangling. <laughs> um, yeah, I take my naps pretty seriously. So they they do respect that. But I wish that I could just like put my head back on the couch and be like, okay, wake me up in 20 minutes while you're being chaotic all around me. And yes, it does not work like that for me. So I want to th- talk about some other ways to rest because, yeah. so for example, you and I love listening to audibles. Yes. So for example, we live in beautiful Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's like riding through Scotland when you're going to the grocery store. It's lovely. It's so beautiful. And I love myself a good country drive. And so it's pretty amazing that I live smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes resting is even just, instead of driving and being thinking about all the things that I have to do or just being like enjoying the country drive, Ooh. rolling down the windows, putting on an audible book, listening to it, or putting on really great music and treating that half hour drive that you have as a relaxing opportunity and not just a, I got to get from point A to point B as yeah. much as possible. I think drives are a nice way of resting for me. I do love solo drives these days. I think, I mean, definitely listening to podcasts and audiobooks has turned into not necessarily relaxation, but yes, learning to do something for myself that doesn't feel like I need to be doing something productive, quote unquote. Um, so yeah, but I don't usually do the windows down, yeah. wind blowing in my hair and just no. carry. Well, Delco, <laughs> where I live, Delaware County, is a little more bustling. A little bit more so bustling. So maybe I need to come take some more drives out to yeah, Chesco. Come on out to Chesco. I don't know if they the say that. I don't know if they say that. Yeah. Delco, yeah, has Delco, that. Chesco. Delco. Yeah, you know. Do you have? Did you have a Delco accent growing up? Oh, totally. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you still? I don't think. Do you still have one? I mean, I had to really. I think when I went to college, I really had to train myself to say water instead of water. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I, sometimes the Delco comes out. Nick, yeah. Nick will catch me and be like, "Ooh, did you hear that?" <laughs> My big joke is go get some water and hoagies at the Wawa. Um, <laughs> I can, yeah, I can turn it on if you need me yeah, to. Yeah, SNL That's... always has really funny Delco ones mm-hmm. where they Because Tina Fey is from I, Delco. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so she, you know, she really turns on the accent. Mm-hmm. Those are hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I was proud of myself that I took the nap in the hammock. I feel like the summertime will, you know, that'll bring on good time for rest. So yeah. I'm looking for, you know, we're recording this at the beginning of the summer. So I feel like, you know, one way, one time, one way that I rest really well is when we go camping. Mm. I know, Brooke, you're indoorsy. I am extremely <laughs> indoorsy. So you would hate camping, but we've got this really fun pop-up camper. And it's the interesting thing about camping is that it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no. so you're like, that doesn't sound restful at all. But it's so much hard work that it's almost sort of restful for your brain because you're not thinking about all the things because it's just you're trying to figure out how to make the fire. You're trying to figure out how to make the eggs. You know, you're trying to figure out where to hang the clothesline. And because you're working so hard, the rest comes a little bit easier, mm. right? So it's m- much easier for me to lay in the hammock or... Um, sit in the lounge chair and read. And oddly, Fernando does everything when we go camping. I do nothing. Like he practically makes my tea for me and like fans me while I sit. Wow. Well, yeah, there's Junie. Junie really likes that. She's like, yes, he does. I know. Junie actually doesn't really go camping with us because it's not relaxing when Junie goes. True. 
But camping is very restful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Junie's on my side. She's like, no, it's not. No, no it's not. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I've never fully tried camping. So maybe this I feel thing. like, Brooke, this is what we're going to do. Because our friend Erin has a pop-up camper, too. and Erin and I have camped together before. And we've talked about, like, maybe we do, like, a girl's thing. Mm. But, like, we might have to have an alternative plan. Well, she has more of a – she might, upgraded from the pop-up to a different type of camper that's a little bit more glamping. Okay. So I think maybe that could be more your speed. Okay. Um, this is what we're going to do. We go camping a lot at the Westchester KOA that is very close to us. It's driving distance for you. So you could come for a camping afternoon okay. where you didn't have to do any of the work. You could just show up. And there's a pool. Okay. So you could bring the kids. But then there's no air conditioning. Oh, God. I'm I'm real indoorsy, Amanda. I, I Yeah. There's not air conditioning at baseball, and you do that. I know, but then I go home after two hours. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You can come to the Westchester KOA, okay. and then you can roast a marshmallow or two, and then you can go home to your air conditioning. Okay. I don't know if it will feel as restful, but we can try Our camper it. does actually have air conditioning as okay. well. All right, I'm in. I'll put you in there for about 10 minutes, let you <laughs> let cool down. Cool off. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've never truly camped aside from like cabin, like trips in middle school and, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But I am I'm not an outdoorsy person, raised in the suburbs. My parents never camped or anything. So yes, maybe this will be a new way for me to learn how to rest because my husband grew up very outdoorsy. Mm. Um, there's... Uh, Pincho, Gifford Pincho State Park out in Whoa. Central PA where his parents live very close ah. to Pincho. So technic and my kids have long been asking to go camping. Hmm. But this would be, I mean, we don't have a camper. So it would be like full on camping, tent camping. camping. Yeah, I don't think I don't think mom is. All right. Gonna. So the next time we go camping, you guys can come for the day okay. and hang out. Okay. We're gonna let Fernando do all the work and Fernando fan does us. And let me just do you like bacon? Do I like bacon? <laughs> I what kind of question is that? First of all, I will have to I, I I will say that Paige, the pickiest eater in all the land, yeah, has been requesting bacon very often lately. So if yeah. I tell her that it's Miss Amanda and bacon, Miss Amanda and bacon and camping, yeah, Fernando, will be the there. bacon that he makes when we camp, it's like magical bacon. Okay. I have never had bacon like that in my life. His little camp stove, whatever he does, it's magical bacon. Okay, mm -hmm. magical bacon, air conditioned camper, yeah, see? possible restful outdoorsiness. Yes. There okay. will be a hammock involved. All right, this is gonna to be our summer experiment. Good yes. enough-ish camping for Brooke. <laughs> Stay tuned for Stay photos tuned. of that. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Like, I think also we need some ideas of how our listeners are resting. Like what's restful for you? Whether yes. it's a 20-minute cat nap, how you can limit yourself to an hour nap and still feel rested, or like what are other people doing to feel rested these days? Because I feel like we're all... We've all got a lot of, what did you say? My, my candle has multiple ends. We've got, yeah. <laughs> That's my next invention, a multi-pronged <laughs> candle. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of, a lot of burned ends. So. All yeah. right. Well, speaking of that 20-minute catnap, uh, on the break, which we are going to take now, mm -hmm. you are going to demonstrate for me the marine-tested 20-minute mm -hmm perpendicular knee situation. And then nap. you're going to let me nap on your floor <laughs> and for we'll, 20 minutes. We'll report back. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye.
You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. All right, Brooke, we're back. We're back. Mm -hmm. I am happy to report (laughs) that in our um, extensive research with um, about two minutes of me lying on your floor with my feet up on your couch, I could see how that could result in a positive catnap experience. Yeah, you really kind of settled into it once yeah. June once we got Junie away from licking your face. I mean, which she was not really she was really wanted to be all up on me. But um yeah, I I I could see I don't know that I could physically s- fall asleep like that, but I think it could be like if you only have 20 minutes, which yeah. was the whole point of the TikTok that I saw, it was like, if you only have 20 minutes to rest, here's a great way to just feel a little bit recharged. Yeah. So. And it feels like it's like researched back, like this military guy. Oh, yeah. They you know, know what they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. We yeah. have pictures of this. So if, if mm-hmm. Brooke approves them for the show notes, she Not will. so sure. Yeah. <laughs> she has not approved the pictures. If she approves them, we'll add them to the show notes. Yeah. Okay. If not, you'll just have to imagine this You'll just have to imagine me with a dog. All up in my business <laughs> and trying to lick my face. No. <laughs> okay, Brooke, it's your turn to talk about what's sparking joy for you. So what is sparking joy for you right now? So what's sparking joy for me, and this sounds kind of silly because I'm 41, almost 42, um, I've recently discovered lattes, mm, coffee. Welcome. Thank you. So I've always, I've never liked the smell of coffee. Mm. Nick is a coffee drinker. Mm. Um, We've always had a coffee maker in our house, and I don't like the smell Mm. of the coffee he makes. Also, let me just say, he's a black coffee, like, chock full of nuts kind of guy. Like, it's it's intense. It's the basic, strong, dark coffee. He doesn't put anything in it. So if he's drinking it near me, it's like, I just, I smell that strong coffee smell. Yeah. Never liked the smell of coffee. You know how airplanes have that stale coffee smell? Oh, no. Okay. You'll notice it now. Okay, now I will. Actually, our recent trip to Disney, um, I didn't notice the stale coffee smell because I had a mask on. So it was kind of, wow. and maybe they weren't serving coffee. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I've, you the are smell sensitive of air- to smells I, because I was actually thinking the sensitive. other day, we were talking about wind in the city. Wind in the city. And I said, and you said smelly. like smelly wind, smelly well, city because wind. Of all the vents, like the yeah. subway vent, yeah. you know, how there's yeah. just that like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing against cities. No. Or the the ventilation happening. But anyway, yes, I have a I have a sensitive sniffer. Sensitive sniffer. Sensitive sniffer. So I have never loved coffee. But as I mentioned, we recently went to Disney World. Big lifetime trip with the kids. Yeah. It was probably one and done. Yeah. Um, could have taken like five other vacations for the cost of this, but yep. you know, it was after COVID. Not after, whatever. We're still in it forever. Yeah, but yeah, yep. our kids had started asking a couple of years ago. We decided to take them anyway. You know, we really got our money's worth in Disney. And you did we a were, lot. We did a lot. It was go, go, go. And there was one day that I was like, the caffeine in tea is just not going to cut this exhaustion. It was maybe like day three or four that I was like, I need something stronger. We were at Epcot. It was a little bit of a breezy, cool day. And I was like, hmm, I see that little Joffrey's coffee stand that looks cute. I'm going to go over there. Joffrey's. They're all around Disney. Okay. I'm assuming this is a Disney thing that real Disney people know about. But anyway, so I go and I was like, hmm, salted caramel latte. 
You love car- car- caramel? Caramel. You love it. I'm from Delco, so we say caramel. 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 I don't know how I say it. It doesn't. Caramel. Caramel. Caramel? Caramel. Irrelevant to the conversation, <laughs> Amanda. No. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was the most delicious drink. And it just it gave me that little bit of caffeinated boost that I needed in, in a, on a very tired afternoon that yeah. I wanted to keep having. We were having so much fun, and I wanted to keep having fun. But it was like, it was a lot. Anyway, so then the next day, found myself another Joffrey's. Yep. Partook in another salted mm. caramel latte. And so since we, we got home about a month and a half ago, I have uh, a couple days a week, I take myself up to the Wawa up the street, order myself. Is that what you're drinking now? That's you have, what I drank this drink. morning. It's empty now. Should have maybe gotten two. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I'm enjoying coffee. So what I need to know, though... Listen, I know it's like it's a small pleasure. That 350 a day is really not going to make or break nope. like my retirement fund, but at the same time, I probably shouldn't be going out to buy a latte every single day. So, but now I'm trying to figure out how do I replicate this at home I see, yeah. without too much work. Nick only knows how to just make basic coffee and I may coffee have the pot. answer for do you. Do you have the answer? Yeah, so um I can show it to you okay. today. We have this thing. I think it's made by Nespresso, and it is a milk frother. Okay. So you um, you can put your milk in there and then turn it on, and it will froth the milk for you. Okay. So you can achieve the same kind of frothing effect. And okay. then I think you could get yourself some, like, a pump. Yeah. A pump of salted caramel. caramel. Okay. Yeah. Because I do the – yeah, I've been getting – at. You know, little sometimes I do like the whipped on top and the, yeah. the really good stuff. But my regular drink has become the sugar-free caramel latte from Wawa. Um, Wawa's, I bet you can Wawa's even a Google Northe- Northeastern how to make a caramel latte at home that's delicious. I bet you I'm could sure Google I could. This. Yes, but. I, and I did, but it it overwhelmed me a little. bit. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah. Look <laughs> Just at because this. like the whole world of anything coffee is new to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, this milk froth, or maybe we could make you, I see, I don't have the caramel, but we could make, I don't know, I'll show you the frother today. We'll do a little coffee. I need to learn all the coffee things. Yeah. So help me. Yeah, I'm more of a tea drinker because uh, for some reason, coffee used to, less now, makes me jittery. It makes me feel like I haven't eaten in two days. Yeah. But so I'm like, I'm a lover of like the Starbucks Mm half-calf, love a good, and one of my first ever clients um, was like, hey, I'm going to Starbucks. Do you want me to get you Kate? Hopefully, Kate, you're a listener. You know our Kate. And she um, was like, do you want to try this pumpkin spice latte? And I was like, you know, all the hype about that crazy thing. No. And she's like, okay, we'll just try it. And then she gave it to me, and it was really delicious. Yeah. So I love a good, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, coffee, that's what's sparking joy. You know, coffee. it's like that little, and it's a ritual. It's like I go and I take a little walk in the morning after we drop the kids off at school so it's been it's been a nice little boost yeah i think energy. that's key when you're like like savor the coffee yeah. instead of being like oh i got to chug this coffee and like get through my day yeah. like ooh no, I, I have this nice little enjoyable coffee yes. yeah. yeah so i'm coming around all right that's really fun i like that what's uh what's on your do your future self a favor list today so what i'm doing right now so you know we just got back from vacation and i just i tend to um when i get back from vacation i overschedule things i don't give ourselves enough downtime so i kind of feel like we've come back from vacation i've been like shot out of a cannon And I have a lot of stuff to do, but every time I look at my to-do list, I get really overwhelmed. So when I get overwhelmed like that, the way that I do my brain a favor 
that day is by numbering my to-dos and mm-hmm. putting them in the exact order that I'm going to do them. So it might be, you know, I'm in my balance bound planner or, you know, on, I'm using Notion now for to-dos. I actually have a column that says order. So I'll brain dump everything that I need to get done, done that day. And then I'll like, I'm so usually tired and overwhelmed that I'm just like, okay, what do I do first? So yeah. It's like number one. Okay, now number two, number three. So that I don't every single time I look at my to-do list have to be like, well, now what am I going to do? Yeah. So that really <clears throat> helps. And a lot of times, say I have like 20 things on my to-do list, I'll just number up to like 10. Mm-hmm. And I try to mix it up so it'll be like, okay, one, two, three is three phone calls. Then four will be throw in a load of laundry just to kind of like break up the energy, kind of keep moving a little bit. But um, that is usually highly successful on the days that I'm just like, I, I don't know. I have so much to do. I don't know where to start. Yeah. It's like, okay, let me tell you what to do. Here's the I plan. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't number my to-dos, but I do in my planner, I'll star the things that I have to do first. Um, cause yeah, I can get, definitely get a little overwhelmed, but maybe I'll try the numbering thing the next time I feel a little like, ah, where do I go from here? Because then it's like, like you said, once you finish that thing, you're not then like laboring over, well, what do I do next? You've already made that decision for yourself yes. and just do it. Yes. It's, it takes the guesswork and the anxiety out of it. Yes. Because a lot of times... I will do everything on the list except for the thing that I really don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I just, if I add it, I'm kind of a rule follower. So like once I've given it a number four, I'm like, all right, crap, we're on number four. I got to do that thing. Pick up the phone, call the dentist, whatever it is. Yeah. Getting the dreaded thing out of the way is usually my strategy. Yes. Um, Because if it has a star next to it, it probably means maybe I've put it off for a couple of days. So yeah, it's got to get done. And then you feel so much better. Oh, I know. I saw something on Instagram once that said, I just spent seven minutes doing something that I've procrastinated on for six months. Yep. You know, it's like, oh my God, just get it done. Oh man. It's usually not that complicated. I have on our list of possible episode topics, um, full disclosure of the things that we just can't get our act together oh to get God. done. It's going to be a... a it's going to be a tough one, but it's we'll, going to be we'll confessional, the ridiculous yeah. things. And maybe we could create a little challenge. Of okay, yeah. here were the 10 things we're not doing. Could you get, I don't know, X, Y number done by the next time? I like be that because, you know, we both love, love the competition. A little, a, com- a little competition. And a little accountability. accountability. Mm. Jinx. Jinxies. Jinxies. Um, yeah, I like, I like that. Okay. Okay, maybe that'll be, maybe we'll do, yeah, a little challenge. I like we that. And we can, yeah, second. and I always want to remind people they can write into us and send us their questions. Maybe listeners could do a challenge with us and write in and tell us mm. what is the ridiculous thing that you are procrastinating on and do you accept the challenge to get it done? I love that. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, like guilt-free accountability. We're not going to sure. be here to be like, you didn't get it done, <laughs> you monster. <laughs> but like just cheering each other on. For sure. We're happy, joyful accountability. Happy, joyful, good enough-ish. Good enough-ish accountability. Yes. All right. That's it for today's episode, Brooke. This was super fun. This was fun. All right. But now we're both introverts. We need to go like hide in a corner for an hour. (laughs) And Fernando's going to be napping in 15 minutes setting up. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. 
Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.